0: Okay, for our first message today, it's going to be brought to us by Mr. Lawrence Gregory, and it is entitled, The Biggest Little Word in the English Language. As Ken said... The title of the message today is The Biggest Little Word in the English Language. If you know what that is, hold up your hand. Okay, a few and a few that have not um, held up their hand. Well, uh, the word is if, I-F, and it occurs 1,500 times in the Bible over 1,500 times. Now, there are a few uh, times that it occurred that uh, the Alexander Cruden's Concordance lists, but a few times I counted beyond what he had listed. So Alexander Cruden was born in the 1700s, and he worked many years with his list of words. This was before computers now, trying to... uh, enumerate all of the words that occurred in the Bible. And uh, a couple of times he, not necessarily because of his study into the words, but he uh, was committed to the madhouse, which is in England, the the, uh, insane asylum. And uh, he lived there uh, a few years and then he got out and his marriages and his studies uh, that occupied the uh, research for Cruden's Concordance occurred over many years. And uh, then he died in the 1700s. So uh, we owe a lot to Alexander Cruden. Now, many of you probably have a book like this, Is uh, Alexander Cruden's Concordance, and it's about uh, 700 pages. And then some of you may have a copy like this of uh, about 800 pages. And this is on uh, onion skin, what they call it, onion skin paper, which is printing on both sides. And you can see over the many years, some of you may have one like this, uh, Alexander Cruden's Complete Concordance. But uh, the dictionary gives the definition for if as introducing... A contribution or supposition and uh, several other definitions uh, that are included is in case that granting allowing or supposing whether independent or indirect questions so uh, this little word if has a lot of uh, meanings and it's the biggest many many years ago I heard a message entitled the biggest little word in the English language and this gave me the idea for this message and so uh, the uh, first occurrence in the Bible is uh, at the time of uh, Cain's murder when he slew Abel and we read in Genesis the fourth chapter verse seven if You do well. This is God talking to Cain. If you do well, shall you not be accepted. And if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto you shall be his desire, and you shall rule over him or it. So uh, there are a couple of messages in here. One is uh, that I'm not going to discuss today is... uh, are ruling over sin. And that is a commission for every man is to rule over sin. Now, the idea is put forward here by God that occurs throughout the Bible. And that is, if you do well, shall you not be accepted. And if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. And so, I want to go now through a number of verses in the Bible, uh, keeping this thought in mind throughout the scriptures. And one of the most familiar ones that we know for if is Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen. 13. So, uh, let's turn there and already you probably know what that verse is, Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen. Says this: If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honoring him, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then shall you delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. And feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now here is uh, one of the first things that we meet. And we're so familiar with this word if. If we call the Sabbath a delight. So First thing, it's not a gruesome, morbid day, the end of the week, that we give up everything and go to church, but it's a day we honor God. It's a day of pleasure. It's a day of happiness. It's a day of joy. It's a good day. We look forward to coming and fellowshipping and hearing God's word and being with God in his presence throughout this 24 days, uh, 24 hours. We don't go uh, doing our own pleasure. Uh, now, I know... A lot of folks have transferred uh, the Sabbath to Sunday. And this is a big day for them for their football games and uh, go shopping and to do a lot of things on Sunday that they normally wouldn't do. So this is not a Sunday. This is a Sabbath of God. And so we look forward to coming and rejoicing and uh, we look on God's Sabbath as a day of pleasure, a day of honoring Him, a day of happiness. So, how is our view of the Sabbath concerning the scriptures? Now, in uh, Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, let's go there. And uh, I have a a number of scriptures that I've said uh, that occur uh, similarly in thought to Genesis. Numbers, the 11th chapter and verse uh, 20 26 through 28 Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the seventy men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle and the Lord came down in a cloud And uh, in verse 26. There remained two of the men in the camp. The names of the one. Wait. Okay. uh, Deuteronomy. Did I write numbers? Yeah. Deuteronomy. 11. Thank you, Ken. Deuteronomy. 11. Verse 26 through... Yeah. Behold. I set before you this day. A blessing and a curse. Thank you Ken. A blessing. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Which I command you this day. And a curse. If you will not obey the commandments. Of the Lord your God. But turn aside out of the way. Which I commanded you this day. To go after other gods. Which you have not known. And so God gave them a choice. If they kept his commandments, they would be a blessing come to them. If not, there would be a curse come to them. And so we know uh, in uh, Deuteronomy, uh, the blessing is in cursing chapters of uh, Deuteronomy 12. And uh, on 1 Samuel twelfth chapter, 14 and 15. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both you and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you. As it was against your fathers. And so they had a choice. That they could uh, obey God or not. Now in Job the 36th chapter. Let's go here. Job occurred a little earlier than the Ten Commandments. But uh, it's a similar thought. And uh, we want to go to uh, Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him. They shall spend their days in prosperity. And their years in pleasures. But if they obey not. They shall perish by the sword. And they shall die without knowledge. And so. God gave them a choice. They could obey. And keep his commandments. We know from other scriptures. And many verses. This is repeated. This refrain throughout the Bible. If they obey. If we obey. Blessings will come. If we don't obey. Curses will come. And that's as simple as that. Now, uh, let's go to uh, Jesus in the New Testament. And we'll uh, stay here with uh, uh, three chapters in the New Testament. But we want to go first to John, the 15th chapter. And uh, we'll see what Jesus said, verse 10. John 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. And so Jesus set us an example that we should follow his example. He kept the Father's commandments, and uh, he was uh, blessed and happy. And even though he faced death for you and I, still he was a happy man. He was a very blessed man. And Jesus kept his father's commandments. Now, uh, in John, uh, 1 John, let's go to 1 John. This is about uh, 1,200 years now after uh, the uh, occurrences that we read earlier. 1 John, the fifth chapter, no, first chapter, 1 John. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So we have a choice. We can say, if God, I've sinned, please forgive me and he will do it. God is merciful and uh, long-suffering and he will forgive and abundantly he will pour out his blessings on us. Even though we have sinned. But if we say, well, I've not sinned in that. And uh, I no, you know, I know I did, I made a mistake. But I did wrong. and uh, But it wasn't a sin. God will not forgive us. So we have a choice. We can either uh, repent and be forgiven. Or we can not and not be forgiven. Now, uh... I want to go to my last scripture in Revelation, the 22nd chapter. This is the closing. And uh, we see this refrain uh, beginning in uh, Genesis. And throughout the the Bible. uh, And uh, concluding in Revelation, the 22nd chapter. The last verses here of verse 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto those things. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy. God shall take away his part out of the book's of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And so, in closing, God gives us a choice again. We can add to his words or take away from his words And be cursed, but we can take them the way they are and accept them and His commandments and be blessed by obeying Him. And if we continue in His will and His word, we will be blessed. We learn to keep His commandments. There are conditions, blessings if we do them, curses if we do not do them. Yes, that is the biggest little word in the English language, if.